1: China on Monday announced a fresh wave of combat drills near Taiwan, after the visit of a U.S. congressional delegation led by Senator Ed Markey. Officials in the U.S. said China's actions are an overreaction, adding that the visit was done in accordance with the U.S.'s One China policy.
0: Markey has released a statement on his Taiwan visit saying that the U.S. should continue to cooperate with Taiwan to avoid conflict and miscalculation in the Taiwan Strait.
2: A delegation led by U.S. Senator Ed Markey visited Taiwan the past two days. On Monday, the PLA announced further combat drills near Taiwan. The U.S. Department of State has
3: criticized the move. Any response to a uh, peaceful visit by members of Congress, uh, any response that entails bellicose rhetoric or military maneuvers or provocative actions is totally unnecessary uh, and an absolute overreaction.
2: U.S. Department of State spokesperson Ned Price said that 10 U.S. delegations had visited Taiwan so far this year, all of them in accordance with the U.S.'s One China policy. He criticized Beijing for overreacting to the visits.
3: And they will continue to do so. Some 10 or more congressional delegations have visited Taiwan Uh, this year alone.
2: After departing Taiwan, Maki released a statement on his delegation's two-day itinerary in Taiwan. He said the delegation exchanged views with Taiwanese counterparts in a wide variety of issues, including support for peace and stability in Taiwan.
1: They met today with the Taiwanese president and notably after she praised the group saying that uh, she was so happy that they visited at this key moment in time. And and that is certainly an important
4: comment that this was a key moment, a time that
2: the statement continued saying, Consistent with our commitments under the Taiwan Relations Act, the U.S. must continue to support Taiwan's meaningful participation in the international community and help Taiwan withstand cross-strait coercion. We must continue to work together to avoid conflict and miscalculation in the Taiwan Strait.
5: You did see a bipartisan uh mm-hmm delegation going there. I think there are those in Washington who feel it's time to say to China, uh, don't don't keep meddling in the South China Seas, uh, don't threaten Taiwan.
2: The statement said Ma had met with TSMC representatives to discuss partnerships to improve semiconductor supply chains and investment in the U.S.
1: Uh, and they say the goal of the meetings are really to discuss trade, economic cooperation, and certainly to reduce the tensions in the region.
2: The delegation's visit has been slammed by China, with Chinese Foreign Minister Wang Yi calling it a blatant provocation and saying that China had to take the necessary and legitimate countermeasures. Meanwhile, in a rare move, the Philippine ambassador to the U.S. weighed in on the matter, saying that if conflict erupts in the Taiwan Strait, the Philippines would stand with the U.S., just as it did during World War II.
1: The fried dough stick, or youtiao, is Taiwan's most ubiquitous snack, available on every street corner. Most chefs would say, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But tonight, we pop into some dough stick stores where they can't help but play with the recipe.
0: Kaohsiung chef Wang Nanzan sells his dough stick in a special style he discovered in China. And if you think dough sticks are only paired with soy milk or spicy soup, you've got surprises in store in Nantou.
5: A golden dough stick emerges from the fryer, but it's not ready to serve just yet. The sticks are laid flat and covered in freshly made mochi, then sprinkled with flavorings, like the sweet classic combo of sesame and peanut, or the more daring options, tuna and corn or smoked chicken. This creative menu will inspire the most jaded diner.
2: Our dough sticks and mochi are all made with fresh milk, so they're not crispy but melt in the mouth.
5: Everything is made from scratch, from the dough to the toppings. The mochi is steamed in an electric steamer. Every day, diners in Fengshan District vie to get hold of the limited supply. The unique combination of doughstick and mochi was an idea the chef picked up years ago while working in China.
2: My parents came to visit me there one year. I bought it for them and they loved it. I realized nobody was selling in Taiwan, so that's why I thought I'd start my own business and give it a try.
5: But that's not the only iconoclastic stick innovation available. These special dostick sandwiches are turning heads in Nanto's Puli Township. <laughs> The sticks have a subtle hint of onion. Cut them open to reveal eggs, chicken, or tuna fillings. Dough sticks almost never contain surprises inside, and these special sticks are a big hit. If you enjoy a dough stick with soy milk or spicy soup, why not branch out next time and see if you don't find your new favorite flavor?
0: Bike lovers, take note. The annual Cruising 300 event in Dapong Bay are back in action this year.
1: On October 8th and 9th, there will be a series of races and activities for cyclists of different abilities. FTV reporter Stephanie Yang has the highlights.
4: Cyclists race through Dapong Bay and Ping County, admiring the beautiful scenery and shores of the lagoon, which spans 11.7 kilometers. The annual Dapong Bay Cruising 300 event series will return this October 8th
2: and October 9th. Hey, in the past two years, we all use The The first two years were professional-level races. However, the Ministry of Transportation and Communications is promoting cycling activities in Taiwan, and the minister and the director have emphasized that bicycle tourism should include parent and child activities. Therefore, the Dapong Bay Cruising 300 will be different this year. We will include children's push bike activities and parent-child tour packages.
4: Aside from a marathon on the Bay's international level racetrack, young children aged 2 to 10 can also sign up to cycle on the racetrack. In addition to races, there will be markets selling local specialties and snacks.
2: We hope to promote slow travel through bicycle tours and bring local delicacies to all tourist attractions. We will bring in food businesses around Donggang. Through the planning of the sightseeing circle, we hope to link tourism, food and scenic spots.
4: With the pandemic slowly waning, organizers are encouraging families to plan a low-carbon travel itinerary during the National Day long weekend and experience the local culture Art, Ecology, and Food of Da Pong Bay. FTV reporter Stephanie Yang and Shi Bo Han in Taipei. The first batch of Moderna's
1: next-generation COVID vaccine could arrive in Taiwan as early as September, according to the CECC. The vaccine maker has already submitted the relevant documentation to Taiwan for approval.
0: The vaccine targets the Omicron BA-1 subvariant specifically, and the UK on Monday became the first country in the world to approve it for use in adults. Let's hear from the CECC.
2: Moderna has submitted the relevant documents, which are very similar to the ones submitted to the UK. They are for the bivalent BA1 vaccine. As for a BA5 vaccine, they are probably conducting clinical trials. It won't come out so fast. COVID numbers might go back up with the start of autumn in late August or early September. If the vaccines are approved, they could be brought in starting mid-September.
0: Moderna's next-gen shot targets the original COVID variant and the BA1 Omicron subvariant. It is expected to be approved for use in Australia and the EU in the near future. Vaccines targeting the BA4 and BA5 sub are still under development. The new power party on Tuesday held a press conference calling on the government to implement stricter controls on visits to China by Taiwanese politicians. The proposal comes after the KMT sent a delegation to China last week led by KMT Vice Chair Andrew Xia.
1: The visit has been slammed by officials from all major parties, including the KMT. Premier Su Chang, for example, has said the delegation is essentially colluding with the enemy. But some, like KMT Vice-Chair Sean Lien, says Xia is doing the right thing by not giving in to the public humiliation.
2: KMT Vice-Chair Andrew Xia last week led a delegation on a trip to China. Questioning his motives for crossing the street at such a critical juncture, the new power party says the government should strengthen control on China visits.
3: These high-ranking KMT officials have paid no mind to these criticisms and are going ahead with the visit. We must question, who is this visit benefiting? The KMT is dashing to visit China. Is it because they are worried that they are losing influence? Is that why they are rushing to reaffirm their loyalty to China? Xia's delegation
2: is scheduled to start its China itinerary on August 21st after they are released from quarantine. Reports say Xia had initially planned to meet with Wang Yang, the chair of the National Committee of the Chinese People's Political Consultative Conference, as well as Liu Jieyi, the head of China's Taiwan Affairs Office. The meetings were reportedly replaced with events with Taiwanese business people in China to reduce public backlash in Taiwan. Even then, opposition to the visit is coming from all sides in Taiwan. Within the KMT, new Taipei mayor Hou Tai Taizhong mayor Lu Xiu yen and five other candidates running for mayor or commissioner have voiced opposition to the visit. Meanwhile, Taipei mayoral candidate Jiang Wan An has said that the itinerary should be made public and transparent, and that Xia should protest China's military
3: drills. I strongly advise Vice Chair Xia to clearly express our opposition to China's military drills during his visit. But not all within the KMT have
2: reservations. Fellow KMT Vice Chair Shang Lian has voiced his support for Xia. He says that Xia's decision to visit at a time of heightened cross-strait tensions while carrying a heavy burden and enduring public humiliation was the right thing
3: to do. A political party puts together a delegation to go to the enemy camp and exchange information? What is this so-called humiliation? What's the heavy burden? It's ludicrous. Even the KMT's candidates for the upcoming election keep saying that it's a kind of surrender. It's inappropriate. The KMT should wake up and stop dancing to China's tune. Premier Su Jianchang slammed Lian, saying
2: that Xia was colluding with the enemy and urging the KMT to wake up.
1: China on Tuesday imposed sanctions on seven Taiwanese politicians that it has added to its list of so-called die-hard Taiwan separatists. They include Taiwan's representative to Washington Xiaobi Kim, legislative deputy speaker Tsai Chi Chang, DPP deputy secretary general Lin Fei-Fan, and DPP lawmaker Wang
0: Dingyu. Several of the politicians affected have said they will wear the sanctions like a badge of honor. Let's hear from them. For me, it is
2: a kind of recognition. It shows that our efforts for freedom and human rights and for Taiwan's international space have been noticed by China. So as I see it, it is a badge of honor. I think their objective is very simple. They have seen just how Taiwan-U.S. relations have prospered over this time, so they are hoping to obstruct further developments. If it is all because I met U.S. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, then it is an honor to be sanctioned by China. It's a badge I will wear with
0: pride.
2: These sanctions are not new stunt. It's probably just a way for China to vent out its emotions. These sanctions basically declare that Taiwan is not part of China's territory. They support the fact that it is an independent territory, an independent country.
0: The sanctions impose a travel ban on politicians and their families to China, Hong Kong, and Macau. Their affiliated institutions will be restricted in their cooperation with organizations and individuals in China, and firms and investors related to them will be banned from engaging in profit-making activities in China.
1: Mid-autumn festival is coming soon. The Ren'an Homeless Social Welfare Foundation plans to distribute gift bags to over 6,000 people in need across Taiwan next month.
0: How can you help? Here's FTV reporter Stephanie Yang with the details.
4: Actor Marcus Chang shows just what is inside these mid-autumn festival gift bags. They will be given to the homeless people over mid-autumn festival next month. Chang is encouraging the public to support the Zhen'an Homeless Social Welfare Foundation's charity drive to help people in need.
2: You can help the disadvantaged celebrate the mid-autumn festival and find a job at the same time. Inside the bag are pomelos for the mid-autumn festival, mooncakes and masks. There are some toiletries, including toothbrushes, toothpaste and soap, as well as alcohol wipes, razors, towels and grooming tools.
4: This year, the mid-autumn festival falls on September 10th. Then, the and Homeless Social Welfare Foundation plans to distribute gift bags consisting of mooncakes, pomelos, and other festive gifts to 6,500 people across Taiwan. The foundation says numbers of people employed decreased drastically due to the pandemic.
2: In the past two years of COVID, we found that it became more and more difficult for them to find employment. About 20% of them lost their jobs due to COVID. This year, we will choose 24 stations across Taiwan to distribute our employment gift packages. So far, we have only raised about 20% of our goal. In fact, we are in quite a tight spot. We only have half a month left before the event.
4: Organizers are calling on the public to donate so that everyone can enjoy the mid-autumn festival. FTV reporter Stephanie Yang and Liang Lu in Taipei.
0: The Criminal Investigation Bureau on Tuesday refuted reports that 4,000 Taiwanese nationals had gone missing in Cambodia. Government figures put the real estimate much lower at 120 people. Premier Susan Chang on Tuesday said investigations will continue, adding that the government will offer help for Taiwanese to return to Taiwan.
1: Su's comments came amid criticism from a KMT lawmaker who says only two people are assisting in rescue operations in Cambodia. Let's hear from the lawmaker.
2: The government's task force is really just two people. One is in charge of emergency rescue operations and the other in charge of consular affairs. It is absolutely not enough. The government is watching the matter closely, collecting all the relevant information and interviewing the relevant people. We have found that only 120 people have gone missing. We will continue investigating the matter and rescuing our people.
1: Taiwan has seen a string of reports in recent weeks of Taiwanese falling victim to scams in Cambodia promising high-paying jobs. Victims in the human trafficking schemes report being locked up, abused and prevented from returning to Taiwan. Taiwan's defense ministry has debunked a social media post from China's military which claims to have taken a video of Taiwan's Penghu County from a warplane.
0: The ministry says the social media post is part of the PLA's cognitive warfare strategy just as its announcement of further combat drills in waters surrounding Taiwan. Meanwhile, on the other side of the Pacific, U.S. media outlets say another official U.S. delegation will visit Taiwan later this month.
3: The Defense Ministry has released a video ahead of Armed Forces Day, which is to be held on September 3rd. It hopes the video will boost troop morale amid incessant Chinese military drills near Taiwan. The Chinese military's Eastern Theater Command released its own video through Chinese social media platform Weibo. And announced joint navy and air force drills in the waters around Taiwan. The social media post also claimed that PLA aircraft had surveyed Penghu County at close distance and were on Taiwan's doorstep. The claim has been refuted by a Taiwanese military official.
2: The Chinese Communist Party uses cognitive warfare and makes exaggerated claims. I think that's an indisputable fact. The CCP acts in this provocative way toward us every day now. From our perspective, this is simply
3: an opportunity to train more. The military says it is always at the ready and is resolute in its determination to protect the country. U.S. officials are also defiant in the face of Chinese threats. Senator Ed Markey recently led a delegation to Taiwan that left on Monday. U.S. media reports say that another delegation is planned for the end of this month. As of August, 19 members
2: of the U.S. Congress have visited Taiwan this year. The foreign ministry's position is that we wholeheartedly welcome U.S. members of Congress and friends at all levels of
3: society to visit Taiwan and to support Taiwan. Since 2021, 33 members of the U.S. Congress have visited Taiwan, sending a clear message to China about the U.S.'s support for Taiwan.
0: Former U.S. Deputy Secretary of State Richard Armitage has called China a bully, adding that Chinese leader Xi Jinping had recently been making many mistakes. The comments were made during an interview with Radio Free Asia, where the official weighed in on China's increasing military action near Taiwan.
1: Armitage also played down the thread of an armed conflict in the Taiwan Strait. He said that China's white paper on Taiwan had little significance and that Taiwan would be a challenging military target. He also called on U.S. President Joe Biden to speed up weapons sales to Taiwan to show the U.S.'s support for Taiwan.
3: Following recent congressional delegations to Taiwan, China has launched a series of military exercises aimed at intimidating Taiwan. The situation has farther exacerbated the already tense U.S.-China relationship. In an interview with Radio Free Asia, former U.S. Deputy State Secretary Richard Armitage addressed the issue and criticized China for what he called bullying behavior.
5: He's made a series of errors, uh, and I would say that his bullying behavior, particularly against Taiwan, is another error another error that he's made.
3: Armitage led his own delegation in Taiwan back in April when he visited on behalf of U.S. President Joe Biden to express his country's support for Taiwan. Asked in the interview what China's exercises meant for the U.S.'s allies in the region, Armitage said that bullying was the only move in China's playbook.
5: China has a playbook too, but it's only got one play, and it's militarily bullying people. And so that's what China is trying to do with the The recent
3: exercise, the second exercise, military exercise around Taiwan. Armitage said that Chinese leader Xi Jinping has been making numerous mistakes, including his actions in the Taiwan Strait, his response to Russia's invasion of Ukraine, and his zero COVID policy. Even if she were to hold on to power after China holds its national congress in November, she would be facing numerous problems, he said.
5: The life that Taiwan and Taiwanese have lived under since coming uh, ashore in Taiwan uh, in 1949. First of all, Taiwan is not an easy target for the Chinese, particularly the mountainous nature.
3: Armitage said that Taiwan would be a difficult military target for China, but he advised the Biden administration to expedite sale of land and sea-based defense systems for Taiwan. Such action would demonstrate the U.S.'s support for Taiwan, he said. On the issue of China's recent white paper on Taiwan, he said it was largely an attempt at cognitive warfare with no real significance.